Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Baby. Center Hotline. Now back I to the Game Cool Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did he be at when they said they're going Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And joining me now, before Vandy and Memphis tomorrow, 3 p.m. at FedEx Forum, another home game, it's Parth Upadhyay, at P.Upadhyay, underscore on uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter X. Um, he's a Memphis Tigers basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian. Parth, what's the word, man? How we doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Busy time of the year, but a uh, fun time of year. Is for there sure. ever not a busy time it, of the year for say, Memphis I'm basketball like... and recruiting <laughs> and Penny and everything? There's never, there's never a dull moment. I was gonna say I sound like a broken record, man. I was on in what July, June, May. Right. Any any month I've been on with you, it's been me talking about how busy it's been. So okay, That's so let's get to the how it is around let's here. get to the let's get to the news of the day. Naquan Tomlin looks like he uh, has gotten his graduation papers through. And we're just sort of in a waiting game with the compliance office. Now, this is my thought on Penny Hardaway and the compliance office at the University of Memphis. He's got them on speed dial. He <laughs> needs to. So I'd imagine that this gets cleared relatively soon, and he may be able to play tomorrow. That's that's the latest news I saw from John Ralstein. I know you have a little bit of information on that as well. Yeah, it's like a, I would say, 95% chance that we see Naquan Tomlin suit up for Memphis tomorrow against Vanderbilt. Uh, as recently as yesterday, Penny said that they were waiting on a grade. You know, a grade from K-State to, to be put in the system by a professor, and that would be the last step in order for Naquan Tomlin to get that um, confirmation of graduation, right? Right. So that has since happened. I was told that it, that happened either late yesterday, after business hours, or, or early this morning. So that grade has been put in. Naquan Tomlin does have his confirmation of graduation. So the next and final step now is to do something called a certification, which, if I'm being honest with you, I'm not even sure what that entails, right? Right. right. Let's ask SIDs. SIDs would know. Exactly. Let's ask people at the um, compliance office there at University of Memphis. But um, I'm told it's as simple as, you know, signing signing here, right? Tomlin signs yep. here. Penny Hardaway signs here. Somebody else signs there. Yep. Boom. Initial, stamp. initial, initial. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So once that gets through, um, which they're expecting it to before end of business, um, Naquan Tomlin will be in a Tigers uniform tomorrow, and we'll see him play against Vanderbilt. All right, and I'm going to super exciting. Yeah, no question. I'm going to ask this question, even though I know exactly what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> but this is just how we do this sometimes. Yep, yep. What do you think about his fit with this particular team and in a Penny Hardaway system? I think it's perfect, man. Like they needed a big, right? So he yep. checks that box. He's he's freaking six ten, six eleven, but not just any big. He's a big that can run the floor. He's a big that can. Is switchable can guard you know essentially what 
three through five, maybe yep. even some some guards he can he can you know. I mean, we've seen Malcolm do it. I'd imagine he'd be able to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you got a rim running big, a guy who can guard essentially every position on the court, um, can step out and shoot threes, can, can handle the ball. I mean, this guy's got a handle of a guard and, and build of a, of a big man. So I think in Penny's positionless offense that we've seen this year so far. He, he fits in uh, like a glove, you know? Yeah, and I, obviously he's going to have to learn, you know, sets and, and what of they're going to do on defense and that type of thing. But I'm telling you, I just don't think it's going to be that complicated. And especially by the time they get, you know, sort of midway through that conference slate, I'd imagine he'd be, you know, you know, clicking on all cylinders. He, he'll be perfect. Do you think – now this is what I'll ask. I think okay. he'll probably come off the, the bench to start just because, you know, committed and signed nine games into the season, you know. But – when it comes time for, you know, if we see the production we expect to see and it comes time for him to start, where do you think he'll take minutes away from? Will it be Malcolm? Will it be uh, Nick Jordan? I think either way, Malcolm, Nick Jordan are going to get their minutes. But who sort of moves to the bench if we see what we think we're going to see from Naquan Tomlin? Yeah, I would say Malcolm, right? Just because I think that makes the most sense having um, Nick Jordan out there as well with, with Naquan Tomlin in that, in that front court. But then again, you know, with everything we've heard about Naquan Tomlin, everything we've seen from Naquan Tomlin, you know, at K-State, the versatility, he could play out there with Malcolm. You know, Malcolm being a more traditional big, a guy who doesn't obviously handle the ball too much, doesn't shoot, you know, um, outside of the outside of the paint, really. Right. If you're talking about Malcolm Dandridge. Um, so you could you could pair that with Naquan Tomlin, who does a little bit of everything, can dribble the ball, can shoot threes, can shoot mid-range jumpers, all that stuff. So that could be a pairing. At the same time, you could have 6'11", Naquan Tomlin with, you know, more of a kind of a stretch four in Nick Jordan. So you can do a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of different pieces can be put around Naquan in different lineups, which is awesome for Penny. But you know, if I had to, if I had to guess, I think Malcolm, you know, comes to the bench and, and Naquan Tomlin inserts himself into that starting five role. Now holler at me about this team in general. Nine and two. Last time we talked yep. and you were in studio, I said, you know, two losses. I asked you about two losses throughout yeah. this entire yeah. slate of the out of conference, and you say that is best case scenario. Well, we're here. They have Vanderbilt and Austin P left. They could finish eleven and two in their out of conference slate. Uh, potentially three and one versus the SEC. Four top twenty-five wins. Seven wins against the the Ken Palm top one hundred. Um, this is phenomenal, uh, and they just got the nod into the AP poll. Now <laughs> you're an AP voter. I I really want your honest assessment here. When it comes to where you think this team should actually be ranked based on resume and what they've looked like using the eye test, where do you think they should be ranked? Because I don't know if there's 22 teams better than them in the country, and that's where they're at right now at 23. Yeah, I think it's a top 15 team for sure, right? Like right. I, I, would, I would say that. Um, the resume is a top five resume, quite frankly. They've got seven quad one and two wins combined. You know, we've this has been discussed, you know, on every radio station and every right. newspaper in town, but... You know, it's worth mentioning again, only Purdue, only number one Purdue has that amount of quad one and quad two victories, which is amazing. Um, you know, you, you rattled it off there. They've beaten several top 100 Ken Palm teams. I think, what, three three or four last time I checked, top uh, top 55 Ken Palm yeah. teams. Um, so, yeah, the resume speaks for itself. The resume is one of a top five team. The only thing holding it back, I would say, and I don't know how much, you know, weight you put in this, how much people, um, how much stock people put in this, but the the computers, right? Like the analytics right. don't, you know, don't scream top 10 team. They, they're they 27th in Ken Palm. I think they're uh, 35th last time I checked in Bart Torvik. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of all that combined, um, that would, you know, that would put you in the top 15 neighborhood. 
the eye test, man. I mean, they look like a top 10 team to me. I, I, <laughs> right? I, I, I can't deny it. And, and I feel like for the AP poll up until now, and obviously, you know, it, it depends on how the schedule works and when you're actually getting to the Monday poll and what's your last game, that type of thing. Right. But it felt like up until this point, maybe you can speak to this, it felt like the losses got held against them a little bit too much. Like Villanova just just handled business against a number 12 team in the country in Creighton. Um, Ole Miss is still undefeated in their top 25 team. It feels like those games have been held against them where I think in other situations, maybe they, you know, other teams around the country may not have that held against them the same way Memphis does. Yeah, I think it's like you mentioned, the, the timing of those games, right? Like they got blown out by Villanova. It just looked ugly. They were yeah, down by 35 44-16 first half, you know? Right, right. I mean, that's just like a... It's a stain that's not going to be removed easily, right, from voters' minds. And then you follow that up with a loss at Ole Miss to an Ole Miss team. At that point, we didn't know. We didn't they know. Yeah. They hadn't played. They still haven't played nobody. If we're being real, Ole Miss yes. still hasn't played anybody except for Memphis and NC State. But undefeated at this point in the season is undefeated, I think, in right. the grand I mean, scheme you, of you things. You can only beat who's in front of you, right? Yeah. So they've beaten everybody who's in front of them. They're only one of, what, one of three undefeated teams left. I think it's Houston, yep. James Madison, and Ole Miss. So you got to give them credit for that. Um, so, yeah, those losses are aging Fantastic. Pretty wonderfully. You know, if you're if you're Memphis, that's what you want. You know, you want the teams who have beaten you and the teams you've beaten, quite frankly, to, to go on and have success. So um that's looked well. But I think just stacking those up, right? Like the Villanova blowout, follow that up with Ole Miss, and then VCU, that didn't look good. People right. people are talking about it like it's some kind of you know, accomplishment. They had to go to overtime against VCU, man. Like who was five hundred at the time. Who's five hundred at the time? Like they're not a they're not a fantastic team. They got a first year head coach. Obviously, the Seagull Center is not an easy place to play, so you get some bonus yeah. points there, if you will. But, man, after that three-game stretch, they've turned things been around. Man, they've been rolling. They beat Texas A&M in College Station, obviously beat Clemson, and then the most recent victory, I think, is the biggest statement they've had, national statement. They blew out Virginia. They hung 77 points on a Tony Bennett defense, man. So right. I think now there's no doubt about what they put. They put Tony Bennett into zone at the end of the game. He, what? He just abandoned his pack line defense. <laughs> like, what have you seen that? You know, now, like I grew like, up never. watching Virginia. Like, I, I mean, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've seen him do that since he's been in Virginia, and and like just the looks they were getting time after time after time. And the ability they have, and I think this goes with any team they play. Now, not all teams they play are going to be like Virginia, who wants to slow you down right. all the time. But any team they play, with that on-ball pressure, it feels like they can get anybody out of sorts and get anybody to play at their pace. It's impressive, man. Like, just their ability to swarm the basketball and, and kind of cause havoc. And that's what you wanted them to do, right? If you're a Tigers fan, you want them to to speed up teams like Virginia, teams like Clemson. They've done it in back-to-back games now. So Yeah, yeah. So there's, there is uh, still plenty to look forward to. Now, here's, here's the real question. I saw right. John Rothstein <laughs> put this out there. Sure. He says, I, he said he didn't know the next time they'd lose, he wouldn't be surprised if they ran the table the rest of the year. I don't know if I'm there. That's kind of nuts <laughs> to think about. But truthfully, like when we look up and down this slate the rest right. of the way, Vandy, Austin P. next time I can see a little bit of trouble, and obviously SMU? you can't project it. Right. Maybe SMU, maybe Tulane on the road on the 21st of January. Right, right, right. Like that's sort of – but like – where on the schedule do you see a potential blemish? Now, I don't think that we're going to see it until it actually happens. And that's the but, thing, right? But right. like when you just try to project, you don't see a blemish until maybe FAU. No, you don't. You don't. I think Tulane's always a tough team, right? Like in, 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 in road basketball's always hard. Even if the numbers don't suggest it, Tulane's always a team that's giving them trouble. Um, and for some reason, they struggle at that. Was it the Fogelman Arena there yeah, in, yeah. in New Orleans? I don't know what it is. Some kind of 
voodoo magic or whatever, but Memphis always struggles there. So. It is New Orleans. I mean, it is, it is New Orleans. So that could be one. UAB can be a tough out. Um, but, man, you got to think, if this Memphis team we've seen the past three games shows up the rest of the way, look, man, may, maybe may, maybe um, you lose both to FAU, perhaps. I'm not saying that will happen, but that's like the worst-case scenario, right? Like, even then, you're 16-2 and two with quality wins over Clemson. Right. Virginia. Um, Texas A&M. If Arkansas can turn things around, that's you know, right. kind of list goes on and on. So yeah, they're in good shape, man. I mean, I, what's what their their seed line right now? I've seen it from three to five, basically, at most places. You know, I, I woke up this morning and I was looking at uh, Mike DeCourcy put another one out. He's got them, bracketology is what we're talking about. Yeah, they just need to say that. Right, that's a good point. He's got them at two, two. <laughs> Mike DeCourcy has the Tigers as a two seed, bro. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's, a, that's a projection of it is. they're not going to have blemishes the rest of the way. Like because you, you have two losses, you can't imagine more than what two, three, four, four losses at the at the peak. I think in conference play, I mean you're they're going to have single digit losses easily, and maybe you know right around that five mark is the most I can project at this particular moment. That's what I'm saying, man. Like so, even five at this point, maybe I'm being. Too optimistic. Even five would be surprising in the regular season. They've right. only got two losses. So as long as you don't stub your toe against Vanderbilt, Austin P, right, then you've got a five-day gap between the new year, which they play Tulsa to open conference play. Tulsa's pretty bad, right? Yeah, So right. If, you, if you take care of Tulsa, you kind of get the ball rolling there. Man, let's say they lose two. Let's, let's give them two, right? Yes. Let's give them FAU in Boca Raton, right, season finale, yeah. right? You know, they lose there. And then it's a random one and, and along the way. Like, like a two-lane. A yeah. two-lane on the road or a SMU on the road or whatever. So even then, that's four losses, man. That's it. That's, a, that's what, 27-4? and four? That's that's absurd. I could <laughs> see, you know, if that were to happen, right, I could see them being as high as a three seed, maybe a two. Yeah. Um, Jerry Palm, right, he was on the show. He was on um, with Greg Gaston. Yeah, 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 A couple yeah. days ago. And I was a, CBS sports guy. CBS, CBS sports guy. I was listening in the car. And um, I think Greg had asked him, like, you know, what is the ceiling as far as a seed line for this team? And even he said, hey, look, one one is, you know, out of reach, essentially. Not out of yeah. reach, but just in terms of the conference they play, they're not going to get a one. Yeah. Because you've got Arizona, Kansas, Purdue, Houston, UConn. Of course. So on and so forth. But he said that bottom two line, like, that is very much in reach if they can, as Rothstein said, run Roll. the table. Man. Roll. Like, that'd I- be something, man. A two seed. I mean, I I can see it too. That's the thing. That's it's just it's right in front of them. It, they they have the opportunity to do it with how well they played in this out of conference slate. It's just it is not stubbing your toe and just making sure you win the games you're supposed to win from here on out. But here's the one thing that that you do have to worry about. I think in a lot of ways, I brought this up yesterday. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, through the out of conference schedule, I'm not saying they were playing with nothing to lose because you needed to win those games if you wanted to raise your seed line, and there was a lot on the line when you're playing the Clemsons of the world, when you're playing A&M. I get that. But up until this point, they've played a lot of games that if you lose them, people will just be like, okay, you can still be in that 7, 8, 9. You can still be a tournament team. Now going forward, you have that ability to potentially play tight because you're playing a lot of games that, yeah, you cannot lose that. You just cannot. Different kind of pressure. Yeah, there's no excuse to lose that. So I think there's, like, you've seen some teams, and granted, I think this team is uh, well-built still, and I think they have experience in these type of situations. But going forward, it's a bunch of games where you could potentially play tight because you know you cannot afford to lose any of them. No, absolutely. And that's what I, you know, Penny spoke yesterday at the the Tiger Toy um, toy Drive over there at the the community Cool stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff for sure. And I asked him, I was like, look, 
you know, you guys won't play a ranked team until what is it, February twenty fifth? I believe right. it is. You know, when when uh when Florida Atlantic comes to town, he said, you know, call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I said, what do you do to ensure your guys are locked in and focused? And he just said, you know, there's got to be an internal motivation for each game. You got to find something. You know, as a competitor, you got to find something to hang on to, right? Um, and he said their scheme, their aggressive scheme on defense, kind of keeps guys engaged, motivated, all that kind of stuff. So, man, if they can, if they can just lock in, right, um, it could be a special season. It already is. Yes, it already is. Now, talking with Parthu Pidyai, Daily Memphian beat reporter for um, the the Tiger basketball team. Who's the head of the snake for this team? I know we, people will look at David Jones because he's the leading scorer. I think he's on an all-American pace. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I I laughed a little bit the other night because one of my good buddies asked a question on on the uh, on on X, and he said, uh, "David Jones could he be in the Naismith running?" I listen. I think the stats. could. I think he could, but the stats are going to be just Zach Eady. It's his it's his award to lose, right? Twenty four and ten in 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 Division one college basketball for the number one team in the country. That's just hard with, to with, do with the best resume in college. Exactly, basketball. Like, and Purdue pe- has the best resume. Exactly. People will like. I think by default you almost give it to a guy like that, and we've seen back-to-back award winners. Luca Garza was the last right. one, and that was right. not long ago. Um, but I think he does have the the Naismith Player of the Year type impact on the game. What he can do and just scoring at all three levels, his three-point ability, uh, after shooting 29% at St. John's is nuts. But who is the head of the snake? Because I, I, I could make a serious argument for Javon Quinterly because there, yeah. what he does to set up the offense, to calm everybody down, it, just watching the game, I think fans have mentioned this, he is a calming presence when the ball is in his hand. When he's bringing he the ball up the floor, you don't want anybody – if he is on the floor, you want the ball in his hand almost constantly all the time. Um, so, like, who is the head of the snake to you? Yeah, I think in terms of on-court production, it's obvious, right? It's David Jones, the guy who scores 20-plus a game, you know, shoots 50% from the floor – damn near 40% from three. Um, but in terms of kind of totality, right, like right. the calming presence, the, the running the show, the the locker room leadership, I think that's Javon Quinterly. And, and teammates have mentioned, you know, his teammates have mentioned that, Penny's mentioned that. He himself has mentioned the, you know, the desire to take on that role, and now he's doing it, right? So you got him, you got Caleb Mills. I think Malcolm Dandridge is taking a big step it, forward, that's a, man. Good, like, that's a great point. Like after, um, after the VCU game, 
they they beat Texas A&M and you know we're in the the hallway over there at the Reed Center in, in College Station Texas talking to Javon Quinterly and David Jones and I asked Javon I was like you know what what happened right like how do you have that three game outing that you did right like between the Villanova blowout the Ole Miss loss and the VCU yeah you know escape if you will and everybody that we spoke to the players after the VCU game are saying hey we're not on the same page we're we're not together right now you know it just felt like it felt like a loss but they they won but it felt like very they felt defeated, right? Yeah. So he said, you know, he said him and Malcolm Dandridge, they organized a series of team meetings, player-only meetings, and kind of got things back on track. So I was impressed by you yep. know hearing Malcolm being one of those two guys that stepped up into that leadership role. So, yeah, I think Javon Quinterly's head of the snake, but I think Malcolm Dandridge and Caleb Mills are, are also um, significantly pitching in that leadership category. And I think it's interesting, too, to hear uh, Penny talk about Caleb Mills. and like Because yep. there's a lot of guys who had to sacrifice a lot. And he said Caleb Mills from day one has been the guy that has sacrificed the most. He was a, you know, at Florida State and Houston, he's getting a lot of shots. He was always a starter. Now he's, well, maybe not at Houston as he, in, in year one, but he's still got a bunch of minutes and a bunch, a bunch of shots. Of shots. Up. That's the main um, thing. Yeah. But now he's coming off the bench. You know, minutes can be skewed at times away from him, depending on who has the hot hand. Exactly. He's given up a lot. He has sacrificed a lot. And I think a lot of these guys have to learn sort of from Caleb Mills on the fly how, how to do that. Yeah, I think it's cool because Penny's mentioned Caleb unprompted. He mentioned it on the radio, I think, with Jason and John. He mentioned it in the postgame presser the other night after Virginia. Like, you know, when it comes to guys sacrificing their shots, their minutes, the, the type of player they were, and being able to being able and being willing to, to mold themselves from being a scorer, volume shooter, into playing a role, right? Caleb Mills is top of that list, Penny said multiple times. So I think, you know, that, that's been impressive. And what's been even more impressive is him and Jaquan Walton both, like, you know, even Jaquan, like his shot's not falling. They have not let up defensively. Right. They have not let up in rebounding. They have not let up in playing the roles to the best of their ability, and I think that's commendable. Now, so, you brought up Malcolm Dandridge as a sort of vocal leader on this team, and he yep. should be. It's it's year five, and he's playing his best ball, and he says he's having the most fun, and I get it. I quite he frankly, looks like he's having the most well, fun. Well, and honestly, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's healthy. He's running the floor. He seems like he's in good shape, and, and the team's winning at the highest level that he's ever seen. So exactly. I, I get why he's having more fun. But I, I, I brought this up on Monday. Where the hell would they be without Malcolm Dandridge? Because I remember the you remember Man. the offseason conversation. Yeah. Oh, he's I coming do. back for a fifth year. Haven't we seen enough of Malcolm? Let's get rid of the East guys. That type of thing. I always said, regardless of the situation, if you're bringing in Jordan Brown, and we've seen that hadn't worked, that did not work. Um, and <laughs> I guess he's still sick. No, but... apparently he's no longer sick. Because Penny, last time we <laughs> asked him about it after the after the uh, Virginia win, he did not use the word sick. Okay, he's nor okay. did he say. Nor he's did not he say, on the team. No, no, I'm saying Penny used to always say that, hey, Jordan Brown's sick, but he's still with our program. Yeah. He didn't say he's still with our program. At that okay. Point. He said we have not turned the page yet. Is what oh, okay. That, 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 that is, that is, Which is very, very interesting wording, you know? Yeah, subtle, but de definitely to the point, like based on what he said in the past. But but with Malcolm Dandridge, I remember all those conversations in the offseason and, and what people were saying about him, like move on, no reason to have him. I always said – that regardless of the situation, you need a reserve big, and he can do that, especially in spurts. And we've seen it at the highest of levels in his entire career this year. But where the hell would they be without him? Like, I, I, thinking of those off-season uh, conversations to where we are now, right. it is a complete 180. No, it is, 100%. And I think there's no way of knowing for sure, right? But I do think that if Malcolm was not in the picture, they would have they would have more than two losses, I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm a strong believer in that, man. Uh -huh. It's like, look at what he did, even in – um, the game against AM, right? Like he played, I think, all of what, 15 minutes because of foul trouble? 
The dude had seven rebounds in those 15 minutes, those 12 minutes, whatever it was. Like, he's been busting his butt, man, you know? And yeah. I think that's that's huge. Yes, it's been massive for this team. It's been massive for this team. Um, now, Jaquan Walton, what's up with the injury situation? Definitely have to ask about that. Yeah, so Jaquan obviously hurt his left foot. I think somebody – or right foot, rather, I'm sorry. I think somebody um, came down, you know, a defender came down in his space, right, like when he was shooting the ball. Um and Jaquan landed on the guy's foot, hurt his own foot, whatever. Um, the next morning, him and uh, Javon Quinterly made an appearance at Sherwood Middle School, uh, kind of nearby here, to hang out with the kids. And I, I saw Jaquan in a boot, and I'm talking to him, just kind of like not not recording per se, but just kind of chopping it up, whatever. And he looked kind of dejected, man. He looked down. He didn't look – you could tell something was wrong. Right. right. So I'm like, you know, what's, what's going on, man? Like, is that foot okay? And – he said, you know, it hurts. He said, I have not seen a doctor, but, you know, I really hope I can come back um, soon. I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, he seemed very, very unsure. And he seemed, um, you know, I don't want to say pessimistic, but it didn't seem like a high chance that he'd play. Um, this yeah, and then game Penny, Penny mentioned that he's right. likely out. Right. And then Penny yesterday, same same thing. He said, you know, Jaquan, he's, uh, he's not in the boot anymore, but he's been limping all day. He's, he's kind of having some discomfort, some pain. He's likely not going to play. He said, I'm not ruling him out yet, but he's, it's looking that way, like he's not going to play. Well, today, you know, somebody had told me that um, Jaquan's feeling better, right? And it's more of a 50-50 chance now. So it's more of a coin toss. So okay. There's there's a chance that we see him tomorrow is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Because I think he is a – I, mean, I mean, when you go into just the, the nature of college basketball and the best teams around the country right now, you see guys they can bring off the bench – that are very solid. And I know there's some teams that are great. We know Kelvin Sampson usually runs with, like, what, a six- or seven-man rotation. Right. But Penny, with the on-ball pressure, you need to have all hands on deck. But there is very few teams in the country that can turn to their bench and have Jaquan Walton and Caleb Mills on it. And that, no that has made a massive difference for this team. And I think Jaquan will be a starter moving forward. You know, I okay. think the only reason Caleb's on the bench is – or not the only reason, but one of the key reasons is he asked for it, right? Like yeah. After the, um, after the Ole Miss loss, he went to Penny for the second time, I believe, and said, hey – I want to play in the sixth man role. I want to lead the second unit, and Penny has honored that, and it's worked out well. Caleb's playing, you know, some of his best ball, I think. Yes. You know, these past few games, so I think we may see Jaquan in a starting role. Um, obviously, with Naquan, um, it's always subject Tomlin, to change over Penny. Thousand percent, thousand percent, and you know, Naquan Tomlin will come off the bench, you know, Saturday. But once he gets fully integrated, I don't know. Will, will, will Caleb, you know, will Caleb? Uh, Go to the bench and Naquan play the three. Like Naquan can play the three, four, and five. I think that's the unique thing about him. So, you know, who knows what happens then? But um, I think Jaquan Walton will be a starter for the foreseeable future as long as he's healthy. What about the Ashton Hardaway minutes? Took him out of the starting lineup. He played like six minutes a game. Didn't really have any accrue any stats. But we saw him earlier in the year. What was it against Michigan? Seventeen points. Man, Unbelievable from the three point line. Didn't miss for the three. But yeah. almost like I mean, if we're doing the splits of him starting and and coming off the bench, I think he's better off the bench. I know it's a small sample size. But what do you think happens with his minutes with the addition of Naquan Tomlin? This team at full strength if Jaquan Walton's healthy. Yeah, I think. Look, he's played what I think six minutes against Clemson, seven against Virginia. Um, I think his minutes pretty much stay there, if not dwindle a little bit, right? Like, yeah. there's not too much room for dwindling there, right? He's playing six minutes a game, essentially, for the past two games. Um, I thought it was interesting, because even when he started, he would not play starters minutes, right? So I yeah. don't know why he was out there. Um, Penny had mentioned that it was because of, of spacing, his ability to shoot. You know, he wanted to kind of see how that would work in that first unit. But um, it sure seems like 
if you're adding somebody to this mix, which they are, and Naquan Tomlin, the first guy that would be on the chopping block, if you will, would be Ashton Hardaway, right? He's at the bottom of that 10-man pecking order. So um, I'm curious to see how that works with his minutes, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, last thing for you, uh, Trey Richmond, Billy Richmond, <laughs> commits to uh, Kentucky. And this was a strange recruiting process, Very I think, odd. the whole time. You, you, you know, we know Billy Richmond. He was a Cal guy here at the University of Memphis. He had that uh, Facebook tirade, if you will, of going after Penny a little bit. It sounds like, um, you know, Trey's mom – was really the one that sort of facilitated the recruiting process and helped through that. But he ends up at Kentucky with, with Cal, and I think that that's what his, you know, his, his dad, if he had his druthers, that's probably where he would have wanted his, son to, wanted his son to land. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, when, when Billy moved to, to Camden, New Jersey, um, to go play with DJ Wagner, like I think things were definitely pointing in that direction, right? Like he's playing for Wagner. Wagner is committed to Kentucky at that point. It, it just seemed like... They were the front runner from the, from the get go. However, you know this was it the summer or even um, you know I think as recently as October September. Like it seemed like Memphis was very much in that mix based on the comments that his mom was giving to the media, uh, based on the fact that Curtis Gibbons was leaning toward Memphis at one point. It seemed like they were a package deal, and then all of a sudden Curtis goes to LSU. Now we see Billy go to Kentucky. Um, but look, I don't I don't look the way the the way Penny's attack the portal, attack the portal. Right. The way his recruiting philosophy's changed, it, it seems like it's not going to be. This used to be a moment, Parth. Like would it? historically, okay. this used to be like, a moment where it's like, damn, a, we really missed right. out on a, a former Tiger's kid. son, like the hometown kid. Now I don't see like there's no reason to push the panic alarm because I think we've learned one, the transfer portal is going to be attacked by Penny uh-huh. Hardaway, and then two. His recruiting calendar is different than every other coach in the he country. He just signed a kid after it's December, nine games. Christmas. So, like, there's just no <laughs> doubt. Like, no one just no one casts any doubt anymore on him going to get players and going and putting together a good product and a good team. Dude, the dude's a magician, man. He it's pulls rabbits nuts. out of hats for a living, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. But I think what's also funny is when Curtis Givens in October committed to LSU, there was a it was a big deal. People were mad on Facebook, mad on Twitter, you know, mad in my comments, my stories, just mad, right? But now, like, there's not been that much of a, a uproar, and I think obviously it's because the product on the court. You know, yes. people are seeing it and saying, "Hey, let's relax." You know, Penny's yes. gonna get it done regardless. So yes, even if it's nine games into the season, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is just still well, no, we're 11, 11 games in the season. Oh, 11 games yeah. in the season. <laughs> but he committed nine games into the season. He That's did. what he happened. Did. Yes, <laughs> but Parth, I appreciate it, man. Great stuff as always. We'll uh, we'll catch up sometime after the New Year. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, man. happy holidays to you and yours. Yes, you too. Yes, sir. He is Parth Upadhyay, uh, Daily Memphian beat reporter for the Tiger basketball team. You can find him on Twitter at p Upidyai underscore. Um, you can find him on X. Um, but we have to go ahead and transition into the Blitz. And the Pistons are making history. Making history in a really bad way. They lost their 25th straight last night. So let's run the numbers when we return on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.